is in the know for Monday, October 17, the 290th day of 2022. There are 75 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone apps using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Look back on a busy weekend and a cool week. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In. The no settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Oh, wait a minute, there you go. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Um, I'm okay. You had a busy weekend. You had an adventurous weekend. I did. Right? You yes. roamed around. You roamed the earth on Saturday. You had mm-hmm. your mamma on. You had uh, Alea out yes. and on an adventure, doing a little shopping, enjoying mm-hmm. beautiful fall. Then uh, you got uh, dressed up yesterday, and we all went to church, and yes. uh, Leia looked like fall festival. She and did. Didn't she just look like she had stepped off the cover of a magazine oh, in a fall festival? Yeah. Yes. So ready for church, and then that's her new uh, shopping find, Bun Bun, there yes. you see on screen. Mm-hmm. And she also has a new tarantula spider named Gerald. So every every pet, every <laughs> every pet gets a gets a name of some kind. And then you uh, baked a ham. It, it just felt like a really I don't, I don't know. It felt like um, the type of weekend you would put on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post or something. Yes, I mean right? it was very eventful. It was nice, pleasant. Multiple uh, generations. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yes. great weather. So anyway, I know it was a it was a whole lot of fun. He is a five time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. You uh, got your orange on today, so that must yeah. mean that must mean good news on multiple fronts. Well, yeah, we got volleyball, tur- so I can I can kind of play knock two birds out with one stone. You got the district volleyball tournament that we'll be doing tonight. I know we'll talk about that a little later. But, yeah, and then it's Victory Monday as well, which is always a good thing. Yeah, I saw the uh, Bengals were victorious. I want to ask you a question about that uh, coming up. I, my apologies to those of you who uh, didn't get to experience the day I did on Saturday at the Twin Lakes Marching Band Classic. Boy, the pork chops were in just they were in rare form. I mean, they were. They were top notch on Saturday. They were, uh, and 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 the best part. I why are you shaking your head? I'm honey? so mad. So one of the things I said to him, why don't you wear some cargo shorts mm-hmm. so you can slip me home some pork chop sandwiches? Yeah. Well, uh, one, it was cool, so I couldn't wear cargo shorts. Uh, they make cargo pants, the, but uh, I don't presently own those. Actually, no. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but here's the other thing. So. Sam, you did a very good job last week of negotiating my pork chop deal with the Bells when they were here. They told me as many as you wanted. But the Bells are no dummies. What they do is they put a runner between the pork chops and myself. Ah, it's a limit. (laughs) So it is audited, and um, so at least there are notes being made. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there we're on... 
the th- uh, we're on our third band, and there's the third pork chop. <laughs> okay, so at this rate, 15 bands, 15 pork chops, we're going to have to raise the price we're charging at the gate uh-huh. in order to offset the uh, consumption. Either I- that or call Kevin Ferris, get the get the EMS on standby well, right, for 15 uh, that, pork that, chops, Mike. Luckily, they were already there. Uh, <laughs> Sheriff's Office and uh, Grayson County EMS were both there on site. It's always nice of them to, you know, be there in case something happens when you have a you know large group of people. Uh, we can go through some of the pictures, but what did you think of the press box? I thought it was it was great. Um, uh, it was uh, you know sometimes a little hard to see, you know that, but that's that's okay. Well, I guess you're uh, in the new part where they haven't put in the new windows yet, correct? Oh, so there's uh, yeah, I've got see, the old windows. Yeah, yeah see, they, on, in my booth, they I in between the first game and the second game, I came in and they had new windows, and oh, I, I uh, Superintendent Robinson came in and I said, "You have no idea how happy that made me." Okay, well, yeah. So when I when I saw my window, I was like, "Oh yeah, Sam mentioned these mentioned these windows," but yeah, because the first game we had them and I wasn't a fan. But then they, they have new windows, and the new windows are coming for the middle portion. Yeah, because it like basically mm-hmm. split your sight line. You were mm-hmm. staring through a seam in, in the mm-hmm. window, and it was hard for if you're you know needing to see. But, no, it's a beautiful facility. Uh, all the adjudicators even mentioned, wow, what an upgrade in this press box from previous years. Because they used to have to cr- uh, climb up something that was the equivalent of scaling the outside of a grain <laughs> silo. You know, you, you have those except, cages that are with it, and, then you, and so you had I to do that. I think the grain silo would be safer. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but this was, uh, this was great. A covered, uh, covered roof up top, and then uh, so it was, a, it was a great afternoon. A uh, couple things. Um, one, obviously, I'm not allowed to show photos of the hospitality room. It's in my it's in my agreement. I have access oh. to the hospitality room so long as I don't disclose photos. Are you allowed to show us your photos with us? Uh, no, no. It's the number one rule about hospitality rooms. You don't talk about hospitality room except to say that it's the best in the state. And two, there are crockpots as far as the eye can see with all varying types of things that you might. All things that could go in a crockpot are in a crockpot in this crockpot farm. So did. Did you even make it into the press box to to announce, or did you just stay in the hospitality room? For the- <laughs> well, I did have a wireless mic. I considered. I was like, well, I could just stay here. But no, I I only made one visit to the hospitality room, and and I didn't overstay my welcome on the pork chop. So it was um, it was good. It's a good day. Got to see a lot of good people. Got to see a lot of great bands. Um, but I will tell you, the highlight of my day was. I mean, I had lots of highlights, but the highlight of my day there was. Being able to award or announce the E.E. McGee Spirit Award. And so it's the third from last award. So they give all the class awards and then they hold back on the reserve grand champion and the grand champion. And so before then, they get to give away, um, get to present the E.E. McGee Spirit Award. And I've been blessed the last few years to... um, help be part of the decision-making that goes into the presentation of, of that award. And so that, I consider that to be a tremendous, tremendous honor. Because as I explained on Saturday night, there is no way to define the spirit in which Mr. Spirit carries. You just know it when you see it. Well, I know that we have we had the video we saw a couple of years ago from the Twin Lakes Marching Classic uh, where – I think they were announcing the winners, and he just went from winner to winner and was like, you know, cheering for for each of the bands, and they all went around him, and I think they kind of got it there. That 
That's I know, absolutely and it's, right. It's kind of one of those things we talked about it on on Friday night or during the during the football game. Is it's like we said, if you're an Ohio County fan watching, you know who he is. I said, you might not know the name, but if you saw him, you'd know who he is. Anybody in this area knows. I mean, there's people around the state, too. I'll go down to Bowling Green and they'll ask, is the guy with the big orange hat still there? It's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Spirit. Well, what's funny, um, I didn't hear your remarks about that on Friday evening. I did watch a little bit of the game, but I didn't hear those remarks. Uh, I, um, But what's funny is I was, it's funny that I got to that same place because when I, when I was uh, setting up the presentation of the award, I basically said that if you have ever been to our school or we have ever been to your school, there is a near certainty you know who E.E. E. McGee is or who we call Mr. Spirit. And just talked about how, you know, he's just championed young people and not just our young people, all young people. For oh, yeah. For decades and decades, and so I explained that you know the 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 you know the loss of Katie over the last few weeks, and uh, he rang the bell on his cancer treatments last week, and he's being isolated because while his immune system is uh, depleted and he's trying to regain his strength, he want he he wanted to be there Saturday night more than he wanted to be anywhere. Yeah, but he wasn't able to be, and it was the right decision for him not to be. That's what we said too. Is it's 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 been weird not having him there. At, at our games, you know, like the football game against Edmondson County, is it just didn't really feel like it was the Tobacco Bowl, but we knew, understood it, and we can't wait to see him again. And so what I did was I, I had an ungood authority that they were recording the presentation of the award so that they could share it with him, that I used that opportunity, and I commented that we had more musicians a greater density of musicians per acre in that location at that moment than anywhere in the state. So I sort of leaned on all of the musicians on campus to help me sing Happy Birthday to Mr. McGee, who will turn 86 tomorrow. And you know what a sucker I am for voices in unison, right? Mm-hmm. Woo! So... <laughs> If I get a chance to see the video, and what's furthermore, if I were to get to see the video of him watching the video, no. some somebody, I'm going to need an extra box of tissues, is, <laughs> is all I'm telling you. We'll need to play that tomorrow if you can get it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Steven or somebody is going to be responsible for playing that for him or, or getting it to him because, mm-hmm. again, uh, visitation being limited right now because, again, his, you know, just got to make sure that he... He, he mends. But anyway, that was a Washington County one, small class champion, South Warren one, grand champion. Henderson County, by the way, did win the E.E. E. McGee Spirit Award. Uh, it was um, that that event is top notch. And I and am, great weather, too. I mean, it was a little chilly, perfect. But, but I did. It was a little windy. And those of you who don't know the marching band game, wind means set pieces and props are a challenge plumes. on windy oh it plumes you know all those so anyway it adds to the it adds to the intrigue mm-hmm. like what who whose props going to blow over in the middle of the performance <laughs> but uh, it was a great day and i appreciate them for allowing me to be part of it it i do i do truly consider it uh an honor i guess i've been probably doing that for since 2016 i guess um, and by the way, 
obviously there's news to cover. But, you know, I inherited that job from Rob Beasley. And so I don't sit there and do that without also thinking of him and the role that he served and how important he was to, you know, what what I do for a living and our opportunity here and that type of thing. So it's just a convergence of many things for me um, to be able to to do that. The band in which I love, the school in which I love, you know, and, and Rob being the voice of that for so long and hoping that I just continue to carry that torch forward the best that I can't. I also got to sit next to all afternoon and all evening, uh, Chad Pence, who is one of the new directors of the band and the middle school band. And Chad's an alum. He's like a '95 alum at Grayson County High School. So anyway, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed getting to know him better as well. So it was a good day all the way around. Hey, a chilly to, uh, day to start the work week. Going to be chilly today. It's going to be chilly tomorrow. Going to be cold tonight. Going to be cold tomorrow night. But if we can get through the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday stretch, we will warm back into the '70s. What a weekend. Onto the Friday. It does look perfect for the weekend, whether you're going to be pumpkin carving or <laughs> whatever you may be doing on it. So it'll be one of those 77 is the high on Saturday, but once the sun starts to go down, you get into the twilight hours, that temperature will fall like into the upper 50s, lower 60s, and it'll just be a really nice evening on Saturday. But again, got to live through the cold. Uh, these lows are higher than I think the lows were forecasted. Even just 24 hours ago, I think there's a chance you could see lows in in the 20s, depending upon where you are. But officially, 52 is the high today, 34 is the low tonight, 51 is the high for tomorrow. A fire has destroyed a home on Kegley Drive in Litchfield. This happened Friday night about 6.30. The LFD responded to a residence in the 200 block of Kegley Drive, found a one-story brick home nearly fully engulfed in flame. Fire Chief Tim Duvall said, Nearly the entirety of the interior of the home was fully involved at his arrival. Firefighters entered the uh, burning home, battled the blaze for over an hour, but the residence was a total loss, and a family dog apparently perished in that uh, scene as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other things we need to tell you about. um, I won't spend a lot of time because I've used most of it talking about the weekend, but there was a piece on 60 Minutes last night that really covered the depravity of some of the situation in Ukraine when it comes to civilian deaths. It was a community, Buska, I think is the name of the town, 458 civilians that died and talked about just the depraved ways in which they were in which they were killed, like almost from a sniper's bullet, like it was a killjoy type of thing rather than them being military adversaries. And so I think that's probably just an it's not an isolated incident. I think that's an indicator of it will be interesting to see how history records this these these Russian actions in Ukraine. And I hope that it blasts Russia back to the Stone Ages as far as being a pariah across the landscape of the world. Martin County's top elected official is resigning from office, leaving a vacancy in a post that has been plagued by instability in recent years. Martin County Judge Executive Colby Kirk announced his resignation Friday. He is taking a job as the CEO of One East Kentucky, a group that recruits business and investment to the region. One of the reasons I mention that is because they have had, he's about the fourth one in the last couple of years, but it's a very unstable region and it's it's very it, it takes somebody who's really cut out for the job to lead through the adversity and the tragedy that's going on in those areas but it's also another indicator 
We talked about the football coach who a couple of weeks ago just said, you you people are too much, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you, you fans and you community are just too much that it's not worth my time. I'm just I'm going to go worry about my family instead of putting forward all the time of trying to worry about your families and help your young people. I don't know that this is the case, but I do know that public service jobs post-COVID are some of the least thanked jobs among us. And we already were having trouble, and this is not, not just local, this is this is statewide, this is this is nationwide. We are already having trouble recruiting and getting people who are truly qualified to run for office and lead and make hard decisions. If we just browbeat them at every turn, we're not incentivizing the people that should have those jobs and should be in those roles to do it. It's not worth the hassle because we act like knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that's going on here, but it is at least a footnote to say we need to do a little bit better as a as a people, I believe. Stop acting like jack wagons, right? The less jack wagonry, the better, as far as I'm concerned. The Cougars victorious on uh, Friday night at Ohio County. Uh, Big win over the Eagles. They're in the playoffs now. Now they still theoretically can get higher than the three seed, but more than likely they will be the uh, they will be the three seed playing at at uh, South Warren or Greenwood. Okay, so we get to go down to Bowling Green at South Warren or at Greenwood. So Bowling Green, no matter how you cut it, correct, right? Correct. I guess theoretically they're still. This can happen. That can happen. But the the, mo- the highest likelihood is they'll play the lo- they'll play the winner of that game. WKU beat Middle Tennessee, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. But it's extra nice when it's your six hundredth career vi- or six hundredth win in program history. I saw that. That was really good. Hundred miles of hate. Bailey Zappi also had another mm-hmm. good weekend, didn't he? Chris Rodriguez thirty carries, had nearly two hundred yards, broke the three thousand yard career mark. Uh, I was really impressed with. It didn't start well again. I was able to kind of keep an eye on it while I was at the band contest, but really happy. It was a season saver for the Cats as they mm-hmm. defeated Mississippi State. It was cool. Will Levis got hurt, went into the locker room, and everybody thought, oh. Here we go. Here again. we go. And then he, you could tell Mississippi State scored, and as they were kicking the extra point, he ran back onto the field. And I think somebody made a comment saying there's never been a louder cheer during an opponent's extra, extra points point than, the, than, than, the than when Will Lovis ran back onto the field. Uh, it was a big day in T-Town on Saturday. That was at 52-49. Tennessee beat Alabama for the first time in 15 tries. Uh, anybody find the goalpost in the bottom of the river? There's something about those fans. Yeah. Yes, there, <laughs> yes, there are. They but, chew tobacco, right? Uh, well, and they all had cigars. Like yeah. I didn't know. They must have thought they were going to win because there are a bunch of cigars being lit at uh, Nayland Stadium. Uh, uh, Joe Burrow was wearing a Jamar Chase jersey yesterday mm-hmm. going into the Superdome. Uh, I mean, I hope. N- not only just that jersey, but the jersey that Jamar won, wore the in the championship national championship that game. Building. That's good. And apparently Jamar had to take it off his wall to give it to him. I'm, I don't mind the Bengals winning, Sam, but did they have to beat the fighting Landon Youngs in order to get a win? I didn't see Landon in the game. I, I missed I, him. As far as I'm it, concerned. Uh, if sorry, mentioned... I honestly completely forgot. I, that, that I was so busy focused on the Bengals that they <sighs> needed the win that I... Goodness gracious. And Garrett Cole and the rest of the New York Yankees uh, avoided elimination last night, forced a game five back in the Bronx tonight. So it's uh, 
Win, win or go home for the Guardians or the Yankees tonight. So go you know Guardians, which, right? know which team I'm uh, cheering for. But they blew that game on Saturday night, so should have already series should have already been over. Got to get to a break. Jenny Cummings is here. Got a couple of events coming up this week that you need to know about that the Grayson County Health Department is involved in, and we'll talk about them coming up here on In the Know. Today is Pasta Day. It is Mulligan Day today. It is Adjust Your Chair Day today. I think we all did that during the break. Mm-hmm, yep. And uh, it is Wear Something Gaudy Day today. Sam, is were you observing Wear Something Gaudy by... This is called Victory. A victory. Victory, victory day. day right there. All right. Well, right on cue, we say good morning over there and welcome back to Jenny Cummings from the Grayson County Health Department. She has her... Uh, pink on today yes. because it's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is the month of October. Welcome back. Well, it's good to be here. Thank you. Good to, good to see you. Um, you know, I, you're here enough and we know each other enough that sometimes I just kind of rush by and assume that everyone knows what your role is and knows what you do. But that's foolish for me to presume. Kind of explain what you do with the Grayson County Health Department. Okay. I am the um, one of the community health educators at the health department. So basically, it's uh, my job, along with Deanna Butler, who also works alongside me, uh, we our job is just basically to educate our community on important health-related topics, whether that be, you know, for October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We do the community baby shower. We do the road to summer safety in the summer. Uh, just anything that is health-related that we feel like we can really um, in, inform our community about. The last time you were here, I think, was the week leading up to the community baby shower, yes. if I recall correctly. And I remember seeing some photography uh-huh. right after that event and that you all posted. And there was something about it that made me, it, like the looks on all of your faces as a team uh-huh. had this euphoric um you know, victory feeling of, wow, what a great event this was. And we're so proud of the important information and ministry that we've put forth and taking care of people that it looked like it was a great event. It was, we had, it was the best turnout we'd ever had. In fact, to the point that we're probably going to have to look at a different venue next year because it was, people were lined up out the door and it was busy the whole time we had it constant traffic coming through and it was just great we couldn't have wished for any better was there anything in particular that you attribute that turnout to was there something something was it was it timeliness was it just people are more engaged is it just the byproduct of of uh, you know creating more awareness what yeah. do you what do you I, kind of I think it's a couple of things I think one we had it in the evening so it was easier for people who work to be able to get there right but I also think that our community baby shower is kind of um, I think it's kind kind of put on some um it's built some stamina as far as people know about it people from years before they've been there people talk about it they know it's a great event they know there's lots of great information and a lot of free stuff and so we we just we just had a great turnout i uh and i'll just use this as an opportunity kind of as an as an aside i would tell you this privately but just since we're having a public conversation i have opportunity to share with people that do events in the community we go back to our old ice cream festival days, and I always share people with this, this anecdote. We were always too quick to do something, and if it 
you know, if it wasn't well attended, we would say, well, that didn't work. Let's do something else. And we learned from that experience that you have to do something a few times to create conditions and expectations for people to plan, especially when it's an annual event. So I'm sharing with you, you mentioned stamina of that baby shower. It's because of longevity and a commitment to doing it that I think it's paying dividends. So kudos to you all. Well, thank you. So You've got other events, obviously, that you want to focus on, uh, and it's going to be a a busy week. I observed with someone a few weeks ago, boy, the fall calendar over the last five years has figured out a way to just the, it's just been dotted up with all different types of things, and you all are no different in that regard. You've got a couple of big events going on this week, and you're back at the Center on Main in partnership with the Kentucky Cancer Program. Is this tomorrow? Uh, yes, it's tomorrow. So uh, what is this event? Well, I actually, I had a grant application that went across my desk a few months ago uh, from the Kentucky Breast Cancer Trust, and I wrote up a proposal to be able to have a couple of community events for us to just help raise awareness. Um you know, cancer deaths, breast cancer deaths specifically, have decreased over the last, gosh, over the last five or six years. And a lot of that is because of raising awareness, people knowing about screenings and things like that. So tomorrow we're having a community event uh, at the Center on Main. It's going to be from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And basically this is going to be an opportunity to get lunch. We're going to provide, we're going to have a local food truck there and we're going to be providing lunch for free for the first 100 people that come to our event. Uh, when you come inside the center, there's going to be the Kentucky Cancer Program is going to be there with lots of education information, screening information. And um, they also have a lot of information about a program in Kentucky that can provide free screening to women who are uninsured or underinsured um, so that they're able to get those important breast cancer screenings like mammograms and things like that. Um, also, the hospital will be there, and they're going to be setting up, too, uh, Owensboro Health Twin Lakes, great. and they're going to have some information, too. Um, but, yeah, lots of great stuff. You know, typically when you see a pink vehicle, you think of cosmetics. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but not tomorrow. You're going to have yeah. what, horses and hope? Is yeah. it a Ford Mustang? Yeah. The Kentucky um, Cancer Program uh, works with a program called Horses and Hope, and this was basically founded in 2008 where um, University of Louisville, the Kentucky Cancer Program, but also a, uh, I think it's called, it was called like the Pink Jockey um, it was a pro- it was a program within the horse horse community mm-hmm. uh, where they wanted to be able to provide free cancer screening to some of their people who worked in the horse industry who were uninsured, and so it kind of all came together with all those uh, partners, and um, it's now something where there's you know races at Keeneland that support breast cancer because of this horses and hope, but they had this 2011 pink Ford Mustang um, that's going to be at our event on Tuesday, and. Um, yeah, just going to be a just a kind of a neat photo op to be able to see it. Over the last 25 years, where we've come from as a society in this fight against breast cancer is truly remarkable. Yes. 25 years ago, we weren't all wearing pink in October. It was a cancer that was still not overly talked about. Uh, it was it was more of a private type of thing. Um, in fact, if you watch the series First Lady, 
you'll see Betty Ford. And when uh, she had uh, breast cancer, she was she was kind of on the leading edge, you know, as a as a public figure yeah. on being able to destigmatize about it and talk about it. And now here we are, just twenty five. You know, I'm just kind of using the last twenty five yeah. years, going back to Susan G. Komen and yeah. and the work that they did. And now, kind of everyone is rowing in the same in the same direction. But one of the things you talk about, the reason I think about horses and hope is I immediately go back to the survivor's walk on Oaks Day. Yes. And I think about the number of people that I know who have walked that survivor's walk, and it's a story that they're sharing with other people, the people around them that helps tell the story, tell the tale, talk about it. It, The survival rate of this is so much better than once, and it really has changed the way we think about breast cancer. You know, and I actually, I visited the American Cancer Society website, and I found something that was really interesting. Since 1989, um, the decline of breast cancer deaths has been 43%. Oh, wow. And they attribute that a lot to just early detection and screening. You know, people know now, in October, if you haven't thought about your mammogram any other time in the whole entire year in October, you're going to remember that you're going to be reminded that you need to get it. Sure. Well, and this is also the month too. we think, well, this impacts women. It impacts men too, because it's the women in their lives. Maybe they get, maybe they get a scan that is like, well, okay, we need to, we need to, you know, check this out. But the early detection and just being able to talk about it is so much different than it was it is. even, you know, uh, half, half my life ago. So and anyway, great important, uh, great event tomorrow. Go ahead. Oh, and another thing is I think that with COVID the last couple of years, a lot of women got out of the habit of having their screenings yeah. because things it was harder to get. It was more complicated or maybe they didn't even have the opportunity. And so we're kind of playing catch up now. Um, and trying to make sure that people realize like, hey, if you haven't, because it's, it's really easy if you've missed one. To kind of get out of the habit. Oh yeah, it's easy yeah. to it's easy to stop doing something that you should do, isn't it? It is. Uh, so tomorrow it's eleven to two, and one of the reasons I mentioned Survivors Walk is that in addition to it being for people who maybe are undergoing or need to be screened, but it's a great opportunity for networking for those who have a survivor story to tell oh, to yeah. help give. Uh, confidence and, you know, f- bravely face the challenges of people who may face this in the future. So it's really just yeah. connecting, connecting community around this particular disease yeah. and, and the, trying to give And the hope. Kentucky Cancer Program is going to be bringing free gifts for survivors. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Uh, so it's 11 to 2 tomorrow. Yes. First 100 will get free lunch. Yeah. And uh, it's a great brisket lunch, too, yeah. by the way. And you can go ahead and buy lunch, too, after those 100. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so they'll so be there it's, for it's the be day. available. All right. So, but, but you want to get there early, and you may be one of the first 100 that get the free lunch, and it's uh, well worth it. Then coming up on Saturday, yes, yes, this Saturday yes. you have an event. You got a, a, a Think Pink uh, 5K run walk yes so part of the grant that we received enabled us to kind of partner with think pink the think pink run Mm -hmm. and kind of come alongside them to provide that education component and also to help with their marketing Uh, we have over 200 people registered for this run right now already already yes in fact if you're watching and you want to point your phone at your screen real quick there's a qr code yes that you can just register without any hassle we'll leave that up for you for a few seconds if you want to grab your device but uh start Starts and ends at the uh, James D. Bevel Litchfield City Park yes, Pavilion. At the Pavilion. Do I need to register about eight o'clock? Um, yeah. If you haven't registered online already, then you can register in person the day of the race. But if you have registered, we'll have a pre-registration line where we just you know check your name off and get you your T-shirt. Um, we are we've stopped our free T-shirt giveaway. If you 
register from now until then because uh, we had to turn that in early to have all those T-shirts ready. But uh, if we have any left over at the end, if anybody doesn't claim their T-shirt, then we'll have those to give away. Um, we're also going to be given some prizes for the most spirited outfit. I don't know if you've seen the pictures on Facebook, but in the past, people have really dressed up for this. They've mm-hmm. wore their pink uh, racing garb, their tutus, um, anything they can think of. So we're going to be giving away some prizes for that, too. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah, it sounds like a neat event. And you shared with me, I guess, a week or so ago, you had 81 pre-registered. Yes. But now you're at 200. Yes, it's really and taking so off. And so it's building. There will be a great uh, at and the weather looks perfect for Saturday and Saturday morning. So I know you are going to have a you're going to have a, a great day. If I, for whatever reason, I can't point my phone and register with the QR code, and I need more information on mm-hmm. tomorrow's event, what's the best resource for me to to do that? Um, you can go to myhealthdepartment.org, and at the very top of our page, there is a link to registration, or you can call the health department at two seven zero two five nine three one four one. Anything else super imperative that we need to know today before you go? No, just come out Tuesday. Come out to the race. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great week. That sounds neat. Hey, thanks for stopping Thank by. You. As always, good to see you. That's Jenny Cummings from the Gracie County Health Department. Got tomorrow's event, eleven to two, at the Center on Main, and then of course the Think Pink five k fun run and walk Saturday morning at City Park. We got more information for you on that if you need it. We uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Got today's did you know? Point to ponder. We'll have chart toppers, pearl of wisdom, all that before the show is over today here on in the know. Did you know the highest recorded fall without a parachute is thirty three thousand three hundred thirty feet? Probably made a lot of flat. The victim was hospitalized for 16 months. They survived it? Wow. Oh, yeah. There have been higher falls than that for people that didn't survive. Yeah. But the highest fall recorded without a parachute, the person to survive, 33,350 feet. So give me an example. Like, what is that? What is that tall? That's over 10 kilometers. I mean, that's... Okay, well, that doesn't help me at all. It's over six miles high. That's from, what, here to the high school high? No, high, school, high school's closer than six miles by by the way the crow flies. Uh-huh. Well, how but close is here it? to Millwood? Yeah. By the way the crow flies would be here from from here to Millwood. I mean, how tall does the average plane go? How high does? Well, I mean, yeah, about thirty five thousand feet is cruising altitude, but thirty thirty five thousand feet they'll go on up to forty sometimes, but above that they didn't really like. But so think about that surviving. Yeah, what between thirty fall? so thirty three thousand to forty two thousand feet is the average cruising altitude. So yeah, it's falling from a plane. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, wow. if you watch NCIS, that doesn't work out. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> well, but if you watch Looney Tunes, it made a heck of a crater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Oh yeah, Wiley Coyote. That's right. The weekend box office. You'll not be surprised to know that. Halloween ends was number one with $41.3 million. It was the biggest opening weekend since Nope opened in July. I saw uh, quite a few people that I knew saw this, and I don't think I saw a single person say that it was good. Oh, uh, really? Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still curious. No, I'm still calling hogwash on that it's the last one. Well, well from what it sounds like, this one is, is far and away the worst. So maybe that they're... Well, and the people that probably went and watched it are diehard fans, and mm. 
They were very disappointed. Yeah. I mean, after this many, I can see disappointed. Halloween ends just when you thought it was over. But it's premieres the, two years from now. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it's one of those things you have to see to the end for me because I've watched them all. So I'll watch this one. Smile at number two. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile at three. I didn't even know that was a movie. L- Lyle? Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. Sounds like a kid. The Woman King at four, Amsterdam at five. Boy, they're going to take a bath on Amsterdam. Oh, they expect eighty. To, they expect Amsterdam will lose eighty to one hundred million dollars. Don't worry, darling. At six, Barbarian at seven, Bros at eight, Terrifier two at nine, and Top Gun Maverick still holding on. Top Gun Maverick still did six hundred eighty-five thousand dollars at the box office this weekend. By the way, the Halloween ends thing did rain on the parade a little bit of the people who said you can't open a movie streaming the same weekend that you open it at the box office and be successful. Halloween ends is available on Peacock right now if you want to see it in your home, but it did $41.3 million at the box office. Now, my guess is it nosedives in week two. I think that's where the idea of that's where people will say, well, that's where you're going to lose, you know, a lot of businesses. If it's available in week two on streaming, People don't have an incentive to go to the the theater week two or week three. Megan the Stallion was the host and musical guest of Saturday Night Live this weekend. Uh, I'm having a hard time with the new cast already. So many missing faces on SNL. And I really wanted to be open-minded about her. She's not... She's not on the show for you. No, she's not. But here's the thing. I need to be able to understand <laughs> what you say. I, I, In her monologue, I couldn't even understand the words she was speaking. And then it made me think, <laughs> do you know what would happen if I got stuck in the middle? If, if I were trapped on a subway? No, if I were trapped on an airplane sitting in the middle seat with Cardi B to my left and Megan the Stallion to my right, and they were carrying on a conversation, my head would implode because I, I wouldn't understand a single word said. I think next time that uh, Christy and I can't be here, that should be your uh, your co-host on oh, the know. Would I wouldn't great. have to say anything. That'd be tough for lie. you. So hard. I wouldn't. Jack Harlow is going to be the uh, next double duty host and musical guest. He will, I guess, do the Halloween episode on October the uh, 29th. And so I probably can understand the words that he says, even if some of the words, I don't know what they mean. I can probably hear what they are. Probably mention Louisville. Probably. Mm -hmm. I did hear uh, Rob Schneider, who I like. You can do it. (laughs) <laughs> he was being interviewed about when Bill Murray hosted SNL and he was in the cast and something revealing. He said that Bill Murray was super nice to the fans, but he wasn't very nice to us. He hated us on Saturday Night Live when he hosted. Absolutely hated us. He said he hated Chris Farley with a passion, like he was just seething to look at him. He also hated Adam Sandler. Uh who didn't? Uh, he speculated that Murray wasn't really into the groove of Happy Gilmore stars vibe. Well, Bill Murray, funny, had his time on SNL. Was the one in in the original cast? But you can see where that next generation comes through, and Murray is a little bit like, 
Yeah, I don't. You know, you you. I heard. I read some more stuff when this came out. Some more stuff came out, and it seems like Bill Murray's kind not of a, a very nice person. No, like I heard with Seth Green. Well, that's a fact, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seth Green. Dazzle, dazzle. Yeah, he did like with Seth Green when he was a kid. He like picked him up, held him by an ankle over a trash can, and said, "Trash goes in the trash can," and then oh. dropped him in the trash can. Uh, okay. And it was like, and could... when he was a kid, and it was like. Mm. And the Crown is accused of trying to smear King Charles with an upcoming scene. And some of his friends, does he have any friends, are calling for a boycott of the Crown. And here's the rub. A new report from the Daily Mail claims that the show depicts that King Charles lobbied Prime Minister John Major to oust his mother, Queen Elizabeth II, from the throne. Friends are allegedly calling the portrayal false, unfair, and deeply wounding and are urging viewers to boycott the show. Well, I'm telling you, bring it on. I want to watch more of it because. Well, I can see why you'd be upset about that, though, if that's really not true. I don't think they've put anything in that show that there isn't some foundational truth in, even if they've had to use a slight amount of license to where maybe they combined multiple scenes or facts into one singular scene, which might distort it a little bit. But I have a feeling they've never claimed to be a documentary. They've never claimed to be 100% factual. But there's just something, there is something about Charles that, right, just doesn't really add up. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hadn't been sniffing around that at some point in time while John Major was the was the uh, prime minister but I, I don't know they they can't afford to alienate the royal family completely and the british people by going completely rogue so i think there's something there but for for us yanks i bring it on we'll be we'll be <laughs> fine bring on the next season of the crown we got to get to a break we'll come back finish it up for the morning here on in the know Point to ponder for today. Who's your favorite fictional movie detective? Who's your favorite fictional movie detective? It's an automatic for me, like, and I can't say that it's favorite, but Ace Ventura automatically comes to my mind (laughs) because it's in the title, Pet Detective. Well, and so my second one that immediately came to mind was The Great Mouse Detective. Again, it's in the title. So I really don't know. Sam, what do you say? I really like. Have you ever seen the TV show Psych, Sean Spencer? I have not. It's a good show. It uh, I don't even remember what it might have been. One of those USA shows that was on. It's 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 not on anymore. But he's a uh, his dad was a detective and taught him how to become a detective. And he got so good at like analyzing things that he could make it fake to where he's a psychic. So he could pick up on little tendencies like you might have your fingernails. Your fingernails are, you bite your fingernails and so on. You have untrimmed hair or whatever it is that he can probably say that you're nervous about something. So it's like, uh, and it's really entertaining. Our Starsky and Hutch detectives. Oh, yeah. Uh, Axel Foley from, uh, oh, Columbo. That's a good example. My my grandma loved Columbo. But I was staying away from shows because I thought it was movies. Well, but Columbo has had movies. Oh, yeah, there's been movies. And Starsky and Hutch did have a movie, but they were a TV movie too. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, of course, mm-hmm. has movies in, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. 
But Agatha I did look Christie. it up. There was an oh yeah Nancy uh, Drew. Oh yeah, that uh, the remake of the Agatha Christie, uh, the Murder on the Orient Express. That's a really good movie. It's better that than just came out. Yeah, it's in the like the last five it, years. Is, oh, I thought it came out like or was there another Agatha Christie that came out like this summer? Uh, Brad Pitt was in something that might been Agatha Christie. Wasn't Taylor Swift in it too? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, or had a song in it, maybe. Maybe I don't know. There is a new. There is an article in Men's Health this month. The favorite fictional movie detective, according to their readers, Scooby Doo. Oh, oh yeah. See, I was, okay. <laughs> yep. Mr. Inc. Yeah. I was on the right path. Yeah. Now from Knives Out, which I've not seen, is it Benoit Blank? Sure. Benoit Blank. B O N B E N O I T. I've seen oh, that'd that. Be Benoit. Benoit. Yeah. And uh, of course, Blanc or Blank. That's Blanche. You know, that's word for white. Uh, Benson and Stabler from Law and Order and Idris Elba's Luther. Those were sort of the top ones that Men's Health Magazine readers said were their favorite. Scooby-Doo makes me laugh. Like, I like well, Scooby-Doo's a classic. Right. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? <laughs> On TBS tonight, Major League Baseball playoffs, Guardians at Yankees in an elimination game five. Bachelor in Paradise is on ABC, The Voice is on NBC, and Smothered, season four finale on TLC. And we have 12th District Volleyball Tournament tonight, too. We have both games on K105 Digital Productions. It's at Grayson County, so if you want to come out and support the Lady Cougars, they play Edmondson County tonight. 7.30 is what time the game's scheduled, but it will start early if the Whitesville Trinity Butler County game, which starts at 5.30, finishes early. So get out there and support the Lady Cougars. So here's what I would do if I were you for these instances. Because if you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel for K105, it will tell you when it goes live, even if it starts early. Mm-hmm. And so that's the best way to, if the game, you know, because when you're talking about a game that is set, mm-hmm. you know, a match, it could go three, it could go more, it could so. Yeah, anywhere from three to five. So my point is that you don't know exactly when it's going to, when the Grayson County game is going to start, so. Just be, become a subscriber of the YouTube channel, and then you'll and, know when and it goes live. I know live. Christy has a connection to players in the Edmondson County team, so I know I do. she's probably a little torn on who to cheer for tonight, right? No, she's not. I don't. No, I've said multiple times. you got to go to family. you got to cheer for family. I've said multiple times it. that once I moved here and put my daughter in um, Grayson County Public School, yeah. that my – I mean – I love Edmondson County, obviously, but when I moved here and my career is here, um, I cheer for the Cougars. Yeah, Sam. There you go. That's why I was shaking my head. She cheers for Grayson County. But she's wearing Edmondson red. Well, I mean, Sam, (laughs) I'm doing good to find a shirt to put on in the morning. That's true. It's it's hard. But still, most of her stuff is boxed up. Watch it with us on K105 Digital Productions. We would appreciate it. Today's highlight in history this day, 1933, Albert Einstein arrived in the United States as a refugee from Nazi Germany. Uh, Al Capone was convicted of tax evasion, the state in 1931. Mother Teresa of India was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, the state in 1979. Mother Teresa of Caneyville, still waiting for her Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> As is Mother Teresa of Auburn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gary Puckett is 80 today. Michael McKeon is 75. George Went is 74. You all know who George Went is? No. No. Norm oh, from Cheers. I should know that. Evening, everybody. How's it going, Norm? Alan Jackson is 64. Mike Judge is 60. Ernie Els is 53. Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC is 51. And Eminem is 50. Should go. he do a collaboration with 
50 Cent. <laughs> Maybe. Irene Ryan, born in 1902. She played Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies. And Evil Knievel was born this day in 1938. Earl Thomas Conley was born this date in 1941. Norm MacDonald was born this date in 1963. Now, did you have the Evil Knievel action figure? Yes, sir. I had an Evil Knievel. I had the Evil Knievel crank thing. You loaded it up, and then you had the loop-to-loop. And then yeah, I this. also had the Evil Knievel on my on my number 54 Huffy bicycle. I had the arm twist uh, grip. So it was this box that you took the grip off and you put it on the handlebar and you turn it and it went. So pretty much did what the baseball cards kind of do. Put your baseball card in the. Baseball cards are more of a. This is a. Yeah, I, Did you not have that on your bike, Christy? No, and and all I can when he tells stories like this, all I can think of is his poor mother. I, I just bless her heart. Chart toppers, nineteen fifty four. Perry Como, number one. I can hear this being your walk up music to go do your jump. I think about Kenny. Papa loves mambo. Ba, 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 ba. Mama loves mambo. Ba, ba, ba. That's good. I like that song a lot. I also like Harry Belafonte, Mama Look a Boo Boo. Mama Look a Boo Boo. 1963. The Ronettes and Be My Baby. Y'all hear that baritone sax in there? I gave a shout out to the sack butt players on uh, Saturday in your honor, Sam. I, 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 Play that sack butt. Probably a person newer to the show, they don't realize the trombone was originally called the sack butt. How good was how good did the cougar band sound? Oh, you're so good. It's tight. Did you feel cold as ice? I played cold as ice. Oh, did They're coming onto the field. Yeah, I played Foreigner. Like, and I, I threw a little extra sauce on, on their intro. And I said, Band of America finalist. <laughs> well, I know that they I mean, they added cold, cold as Ice to the end of their show. I know that the Bells were talking about that. I'm not sure if it was ready just quite yet, but I know that they said that that was what they were working on. There's, a, closer. Vo- there's a vocal sample in there, too, of the... Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of movie music. For your eyes only Sheena Easton, number one in 1981. Well, they also do a deal where they, the entire band is hidden underneath this piece of ice. Everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Everybody's speaking of ice. Collaborating with them. They put this into the show. Did they? They should. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. I sit back with my brain. That's what Aaron Bell says at the beginning of every (laughs) band practice. Stop. Uh Uh-oh. They play Werewolves of London, too? Yes, they do. 
They put that into one, the show. Two, Mambo three, number five, Lou Bega number one in 99. I want to hear you do uh, uh, Vanilla Ice on the backpipes. Ooh, that would be good. Uh, hot and cold, Katy Perry. There's continuing with the ice theme, hot and cold. Uh, 08 and Rockstar, Post Malone, 21 Savage, number one, five years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says it's better to do something imperfectly than to do nothing flawlessly. It's better to do something imperfectly than to do nothing flawlessly. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>